Hi, everyone. Welcome back to new, a new chats. Today, I have a very special guest. I have my friend Rachel on the podcast. And in this episode, we are going to talk about van life, which that's what Rachel is currently doing. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Rachel. Rachel, if you just want to introduce yourself, say what do you do? And then if you also want to say how long you've been doing van life. Totally. Hi, everyone. My name is Rachel, obviously. Um, I am technically a mechanical engineer. Um, I work remotely for a company that I worked with after college. And I've been doing full-time van life for about a year and a half, um, but I've been kind of living on the road almost about two years, like kind of off and on. That's awesome. So I have a bunch of questions for Rachel. I do want to just say Rachel has been one of my good friends for a long time now. I think about like, oh gosh, maybe like, I would say we've been like very close friends for about like over four years but we've known each other like I've known her since I was in college so I've been out of college for a while now um (laughs) but I would say like it was only like we kind of knew of each other but we became friends like a couple years into actually knowing each other if that makes sense um yep So I'm going to go ahead and get started with some questions. So the first one I have is when did you first know you were interested in van life? Okay. So I think it was like 2015, 2016 um, on Instagram. I just started like seeing it pop up. Uh, One of my favorite little families um, did van life in like a smaller van and they had a baby. So that was like super interesting to me. They were like the first really like influency type couple that I followed and they did van life which was like incredible um but I feel like it was just sort of something to watch like on Instagram you know and then I started really thinking about it and being like wait a second like I can actually do this like maybe in like 2017 so like took it took a year or two to kind of like work it into kind of feeling like it would be a real opportunity for me but yes it's been a while so when did you start, um, like, actually, like, looking at vans and things like that? So that couple um, on Instagram, they ended up renting the van out. I think that they had, like, a temporary apartment or something like that. And I heard of this company called Outdoorsy, which is, like, Airbnb for, like, I was going to say trucks, like, vans. Vans and RVs and, like, pop-up okay. tents and all that stuff. Um, so when they put that on, I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to do that but I wanted to do it long-term. So they actually were going to spend a month in Bali and I messaged them because they took the van off the website because they were like, we're not dealing with that, you know, while we're gone. And I messaged them and I was like, hey, can I rent it like for the entire time that you're gone? And they were like, oh my gosh, that would be amazing. So that was October of 2018. I think it was 2018. Yep, it was 2018. Uh, And that was like the first serious like kind of investment into this lifestyle I wanted to see if I could do it I wanted Mm -hmm. to see if I even liked it um if I like felt safe and you know all that yeah um and then it it was like 100% as soon as I got back I was looking for vans I gave myself two months to like quote save money yeah and then I started looking January of of 2019 for the van for the van of my dreams 
That's awesome. I remember, I forgot that you actually did that, which I would say like, that was probably like a really smart thing to do. Cause I'm sure a lot of other people have like gone into van life and haven't had like mm-hmm. the opportunity to test it out. Um, where was it that you mostly traveled to when you were testing it out? Um, I was on the West Coast, and okay. I just realized that it was 2019, so I wanted to, like, edit all that. <laughs> it was the <laughs> fall of 2019 that I did this, and um, I picked up the van and dropped it off in kind of around Phoenix, Arizona, mm-hmm. and I did, like, a whole big plant loop. So I went, like, south to um, San Diego, up California, kind of the coast and the national parks, and then I went to Oregon, Wyoming. Oregon, Idaho, Wyoming, Utah, back down to drop it off in Phoenix. So it was like a major road trip, not just like, you know, living in it day to day kind of thing. Yeah. And I took off work. So it was like okay. a huge vacation for me. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. wasn't working while I was doing that because I, I wasn't able to be remote. Yeah. Yeah. Which I also think probably helped you out because like you were able to figure out everything without being stressed about work for the first time. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, it was really nice. If anybody can take 30 days off work, I highly recommend it. Um, okay, so tell us about the van that you have now and if there was anything that made you buy this specific van and kind of that process and like, did you have to do a bunch of research or you kind of just saw this was available and just got it? Okay, so in January of 2020, after I got back from this van trip and I was like, high on life. Um, I had a very specific search in my like, what's it called for cars? It's not Zillow. It's like, well, obviously it's not Zillow. Auto trader or car. Oh, oh car yeah. Like That's one of those. Me. Yeah. Yeah. So I had um, 2004 to 2006 Dodge Sprinter. It was before Mercedes became like the Sprinter capital of the world. Mm-hmm. And like mileage was a concern, obviously rust was a concern, um, but I had the whole country. So I looked at a van in Jackson. I looked at a van in um, Arizona, not, not like in person. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I did drive to Chicago to test drive a van and they were all kind of out of my price range. Um, they like for what they were, you know, high mileage or like rust buckets. It was just like super disappointing. And then um, COVID hit and made van life way, way, way too popular. So yeah. the vans were going really fast. It was really stressful. Um, I had been looking, you know, for six or eight months when a friend of mine who I met virtually while I was doing the yellow van thing, um, contacted me and she actually lives in Lexington, like coincidentally. Oh, okay. And she told me that, um, the church across the street from my apartment where I was living had a van for sale and I should go look at it. And I was like, what kind of van? And she said it was a Ford. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. I don't want a Ford. I want the big fancy sprinter. I mean, even if it was old. Yeah, I want a 2004 Sprinter, very specific, very nice engine. Um, and she was like, "Just go look at it." And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> so I, w- I literally walked across the street, and I looked at this van. They had two for sale, slightly different. Um, and I test drove it, and I bought it that day. Oh my gosh! I <laughs> very, didn't know that. Very, wow. Yeah. <laughs> literally, it was a Friday, and I test drove it at like 4:30. And so the, these people were like leaving for the weekend, and I was like, "No, I will buy this." So. I paid them the money on that day. And then I came and picked it up on, on Monday to bring it to the, like, all the things that you have to do to make it yours <laughs> when you buy a car. Uh, um, so that was funny because I had done like, 
at least eight months of research in like how to do a sprinter and what a sprinter layout is and the measurements and plans and all that. And then I bought a Ford. <laughs> so yeah, it was interesting, but the price was like, I mean, it, it was a 1997 uh, with 82,000 miles on it and it's a Ford. And I like, everybody was cautioning me against the Mercedes because, or the Dodge, I guess, either way, because um, maintenance is just so expensive and so difficult. Okay. So the Ford, I was happy to have the Ford, um, but I had gotten myself into great unknown territory by doing that. Yeah. So when you were looking at vans before and like you had all these specifics, were you, do people ever sell like vans that are already like remodeled or were you definitely looking for a van that you would remodel yourself? I was definitely looking for one to do myself because of the price. Um, I had actually gone to um banks <laughs> to get a loan because I didn't have like 40k just hanging out yeah. like, to be used um or more I mean vans go to like 170k like vans that are already done oh wow so okay. I went to banks and like just kind of to see what my options were and they couldn't help me because like a remodeled van isn't considered an RV it's like literally considered a van so say somebody has a $20,000 Sprinter that they're selling fully done for 75k the bank will only give me a loan for 20 like they they only recognize the value of the van so that was not good for me yeah like they said I could get a personal loan out but that was like a high interest rate and Mm -hmm. I don't know And, and there's something like they definitely aren't really understanding like the world of van life which I don't blame them but there was something about like if it was less than five years old it could be registered as an rv i don't know so i'm not trying to discourage anybody from getting the loan to get the yeah. van turned rv but there's like a bunch of weird hoops, bunch of weird rules that i wasn't understanding okay well that's interesting i would think they would have just considered it an rv and given an rv loan but that's interesting to know I know. I know because they, they get registered as RVs, like with insurance and stuff after you convert them. So I was like, it's registered as an RV. And they were like, but it's not. And I was like, but it is. Like it was, it was really discouraging. (laughs) Yeah. So then I figured, you know, my only option is to do it myself. Yeah. So I guess that transitions us to like the remodel process. So I guess Mm -hmm. the first thing was, I know, like, I know all about like who did your remodel and everything, but, um, (laughs) if you want to tell us like, um, about like how the whole remodel process came about and did you know that, so I'll just say Rachel had friends that helped her out with the remodel. Did you know that they were going to help you out before buying the van? No. Okay. (laughs) No. So I, had to deconstruct the van so it was a 12 passenger church van so that was like process enough and in this time period I was actually living in Jackson for a majority of the time um with the van but it was like winter so I wasn't Mm -hmm. like working on it it was just like slowly but surely you know I was working full-time taking the seats out taking the walls down blah blah um me and Aaron which my boyfriend at the time went on a trip with Chrissy and Ben these are the friends that Anu is talking about um we went on a climbing trip uh, over Valentine's Day weekend of, I guess this is now 2021. So, mm-hmm. oh, I bought the van in August of 2020. Okay. Yeah. And then, so, so then like, you know, spent a couple of months trying to deconstruct yeah. and it was just like so janky. Like I had to like fill so many holes. There was like carpets, like screwed into the ground, like so many things. So anyway, um, 
the summer previously, Ben had built a van for him and Chrissy. Um, so Chrissy is like my best friend. I met her uh, while traveling in 2019 and her and Ben are married and they're just like the best humans on the planet. And uh, they approached me on, on this climbing trip in February um, saying that Ben wanted to start a van build business and offered to build my van uh, to include like in his, you know, portfolio more or less to mm-hmm. help like get, get the word out there that, that he's starting this business. So I said no at first because oh. <laughs> I had this, um, yeah, I had this chip on my shoulder. I wanted to do it. Um, I, I like kind of thought that I could, not really that I could. I knew it would be like so hard. I knew yeah. that it would be virtually impossible not to discourage anybody out there, but just, it would take years. It would be so hard. Yeah. So I talked to, um, I talked to Aaron about it and, and like, obviously I couldn't turn it down it was just at first I was a little bit nervous and I and I told Christy and Ben that and I was like I I have to be part of it you know like this is my baby this is the whole my my dream you know I can't I can't just let go and they were like well you you would you would live there (laughs) so not only were they inviting me to you know for Ben to basically build my van they were like come live with us and I was like you've got to be kidding me so packed up all my stuff, finally moved out of my apartment, was finally homeless after all this like weird living back and forth in Jackson. And I moved out there and he built my van. (laughs) I, you know, I designed it. He talked me off the edge uh, with a lot of the designs that weren't going to work. He had all the tools. He handled like the hard tools. Um, He was the brains obviously behind like the, the construction of the van. He would tell me to do things. I would do them. I would sand, I would paint. Um, I was out there still every day, both of us like working ten awesome. to twelve hour days all summer in 105 degree weather, oh in like 500 AQI from the forest fires. It was outrageous, <laughs> but we got it done in like three months and had so much fun, Aww. so much fun. Like it was just like, like so fun, even though it was so hard, which probably made it that much more fun. You know, like yeah. like um, fulfilling. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> so I would say like you kind of got lucky in that sense. But like, what would you oh, say for like people like who are thinking about doing it themselves? Say they have like some skill or like how mm-hmm. do people normally do it? Because I've seen like a lot of posts and stuff. I do see a lot of people do it themselves over like a year or two span. Or do people mm-hmm. like have others like outsource certain items that they can't do themselves? I think kind of like a mix of all of that. So okay. like my plan would have been to definitely get somebody to help with the electrical or like practice just like a ton. Cause I don't want to mess around with electrical. Yeah. Like that scares me. But as far as like, well, okay. The sprinter version of my plan was going to be easy because sprinters are actually like pretty square on the inside. So they're actually like pretty easy to do. Okay. Um, I think Ben <laughs> ended up completely hating me and my van by the yeah. end of it because it was the shape on the inside I mean it's you can't even describe it like it's so bad so I mean he definitely had his work cut out for him there um but I mean a sprinter you know you just kind of like slap up the walls it's a little bit more friendly um or a Ford or a Chevy or a Dodge whatever without the extended roof it's still going to be a little bit more square um so I mean I think it's totally possible that the inside of my van I know that I'm biased, but it's like beautiful. 
I mean, yeah, it's like it amazing. Like that's the part that Ben brought to it. It's just like, feel, you know, like mad feel. Yeah. Like I, I, mine would have been like, we laughed about it kind of at the end. Like, what do you think your van would have looked like if, <laughs> if only you had done it? And it would have been livable. It would have been yeah. okay, but it wouldn't have been like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the electrical and the plumbing, I guess, is another thing that that would be difficult for some people who like just have kind of mechanical skills, you know? Yeah. But all of it's on YouTube. I mean, people sell like DIY guides. Everybody's got a friend that's done this or that. Um, so I, I don't know. I think, I think it's way more possible than like I give myself credit for, but mm -hmm. just depends on how like fancy, I don't know yeah. fancy, but you know, how much, how many amenities you want. I mean, if you want to yeah. freaking bathroom in there, good luck. Yeah. If you want to shower in there, good luck. I don't know. I don't know how to do that. Um, I would never know how to do that. But if you if you just need like a couple walls and lights and a bed, then I think it's possible. Yeah. So like walk us through what's um, in your van. So like what all do you have? Okay. So I have, I'm, I'm, I forget like all the details. People like savvy van life people that I first meet are like, oh, cool. What kind of batteries are those? And I was like, I don't remember. <laughs> So I got, I got three batteries. Um, I have 250 watts of solar um, to power the batteries. And what that powers is the lights, the um, water pump, the fridge. I'm leaving a lot of things off, but those things at yeah. first. And yeah. oh, and the outlets. I have outlets. Okay. Um, like like 120 volts. Um, and then I have a 20 gallon water tank that goes to the sink and some people go with like a foot pump or a hand pump or something mm -hmm. like that for their sink I mine actually runs off of the solar so it's just okay. like a kitchen sink you just turn it on and off whatever um I do have a water heater in there that would be run off the electrical but I actually just keep it turned off and it's just a waste of space because it uses all of my electricity to heat um oh, okay. I the the yellow van didn't have hot water and it was like miserable for me to try to wash dishes in like ice cold water because I was at yeah. high elevation and it was cold outside. So my water was just cold all the time. And I knew I wanted that in my van <laughs> and it turns out it just kills my battery. So it's not worth it, um, which sucks. So now I just boil water to do the dishes like every other van life person in the world. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have a bed. I have a cassette toilet is what I've used thus far. I actually just received in the mail my Cuddy composting toilet. Um, it was on like a Kickstarter type deal the summer that I did the uh, build. Okay. So it just arrived. <laughs> it like just went through all the like testing and whatever. Um, but I bought it at like half the price of a nature's head, which is like pretty much the only other option. And it's okay. about half the size as well. So I'm, I'll be interested to see how that goes. I'll be using that from now on. But Less like dumping, like a composting toilet basically means it's like self-sufficient, except for the pee. Can I say pee on a podcast? Yeah. Did I answer your question? Yeah. That <laughs> oh, I have a fridge. Uh, I have a really nice fridge. Um, that that was really important to me too, because I feel like a lot of people um, in van life go with the chest fridges because they're uh, more efficient mostly yeah. or most of the time. Um, but I felt like that was too much of like a cooler, like I was going camping and I wanted one that yeah. felt like I was in a house. So I really love my fridge. <laughs> um, and then do you just use like a, like a plug-in burner? 
Oh, I use um, a two burner stove. It's okay. Like the, it's actually called like the Teton something. It's really cute, but um, it's uh, propane fueled. You know, one of those like green, okay. one ton green canisters. Um, I hate it. I actually hate it very much. I'm oh. going to trade that out for a one burner because it's just so bulky and like yeah. if I'm trying to make just like a quick meal, it's so annoying to have that giant thing. So okay. I'm gonna actually trade that out. Well, I guess that, so that leads us to like more about like, which I think this is what people are like most interested about is like what your like day-to-day life looks like. How do you shower? Like is meals a big issue? Like all of that. So I know that's like a lot in one question, but if you want to talk about just kind of like your day-to-day life and those kind of like questions, normal people usually ask. Okay. Um, so day to day, there there really is no day to day, which is crazy. So if I were to like, yeah, because I think about like all my different weird types of days, I'll try to do my best. So I wake up, I'm either at a campsite or a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> um, I have to pee, so I either go in my van or inside Walmart or mm-hmm. behind a tree, depending on where I'm at. Um, get dressed, brush my teeth regardless of where I am and then I like start my day so I usually always leave where I am and that's something that I'm actually going to try to um change a little bit this year I want to kind of sit still a little bit more um and that's not to say I won't like leave my campsite to go hiking or to go see something cool but a lot of my I mean this is what I love and this is why I chose van life but I just travel a lot so like I physically drive a lot so I'm going to try to just like kind of chill and like work and just, I don't know, do what I would do if I was just sitting at home, you know, like when I, if I'm at a house, I don't like just leave all the time. I just sit on the couch. So I might just try to do a little bit more of that, maybe get like a hammock or something. I don't know. Um, But usually, yeah, I mean, day day to day for me, I drive somewhere and I do something, Uh, whether that's like going to a coffee shop or brewery to work or going on a hike or driving from Anchorage to Fairbanks, <laughs> like just something just changes yeah. me, like whatever. Um, and then dinner is hard. Like I said about the, the two burner stove sucks. So it's either like take out, go into a restaurant because I like want to see people yeah. um, and like be out in the world um, or like reheating my leftovers or making rice on my jet boil. I make a lot of meals on my jet boil because I hate the stove so much. <laughs> Um, and then can't forget the like perpetual anxiety of like, where am I going to sleep? Is yeah. it safe? Is it, does it is it four wheel drive? Like a lot of my life is just doing research like that, which is another reason why I want to kind of like stay in one area a little bit more so that, yeah, like I know that, you know, I know it and I know my campsite and, and all that. Um, what else? Shower. If I have to shower, it's a planet fitness almost always Which, if I can't um, yeah what were you gonna say? I said I figured I've like seen people talk that most everyone that's like usually a gym membership is how uh-huh. they shower which makes sense other than like the people who actually have showers in their vans right and I thought about even getting a road shower that was like on my wish list um, yeah but it's like expensive and I would have to get one of those like um like tent things 
to go like around it so I could actually shower like in semi-public or if I'm really I don't know even if I'm like alone in the woods I feel like I wouldn't be super comfortable being like completely naked yeah. in a shower like you gotta close your eyes to shampoo yeah yeah I don't know if I'd be comfortable all that like honestly that whole no. like conversation right there stressed me out because you know me <laughs> and my like plan ourselves. like I just oh like, yeah without structure I go crazy but um I mean that's like I also think that would be like so fun just to like live for a little bit for someone like me I uh-huh. think that would be good to like just like learn to adapt in situations that you're like thrown into um, totally and I feel like that's literally the essence of van life is just flexibility. Like you get yeah. a flat tire, you're out for the whole day. Or, oh, you have a date and the place that you shower at is closed? Like, find a cute hat, I guess. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, like, it's just all, it's constantly like changing. Like you can't have plans. Yeah. I pretend to have plans, but there's, you just can't. So as far as like most of the time, like sleeping wise um like so I guess like the sites that you go to where you hike and stuff like the campgrounds can most of the time Mm -hmm. can you just like do you have to plan ahead to stay there or most of the time you can just get a spot that same day um usually that same day so what I use is iOverlander and that's going to be like a bunch of overlanding technically um sleeping where you don't have to pay for it so if I do happen to pay for a campsite like in Homer um Alaska which is like my favorite place on earth there's like nowhere to boondock which means sleep in your car essentially okay um it's all paid campsites so if I'm at a paid campsite they usually have showers which is great yeah (laughs) or like other amenities that I might need um so I do stay at those like occasionally but mostly it's you know not pulling off on the side of the road but more or less finding like a place in a national forest or BLM land that allows for camping and it's free. Have you ever like stayed at somewhere that you like a place that you were afraid that you could get kicked out of? Yes. <laughs> um, I think the only time that I was, oh, two times, both in Alaska. One was in Denali National Park and not allowed to obviously camp in the parks and I was with my friend Derek and it, we went to bed at like 4 a.m. because mm-hmm. the sun doesn't set. So we were just like exploring. Yeah. And then we woke up at like 6.30 and I was like panicked. And Derek was like, dude, like we're just like watching the sun. You know, we could be doing anything. Yeah. Like, not sleeping. We weren't there at, at 11 p.m. or at midnight. So basically we just took a quick nap and then woke up and left. And I was kind of worried about that. Um, and then one time I was parked on the street in Seward um where there's no like overnight sleeping but there's like you're allowed to just leave your car because you're just parked on the street but my van is not incognito at all it's very much a like I live in here kind of van a lot of people that just have like the low roof vans can get away with it but or even sprinters um if they're you know they don't have all the stuff yeah on the outside so I was worried that I would get kicked out of that one or asked to leave that's crazy I just like not knowing having somewhere to sleep at night but like I mean you make it work like I'm sure you've had like situations like where it's kind of stressful like probably towards the end of the day but I mean I oh, guess totally yeah all of it works so have you ever had to like drive a lot more f- farther than you thought you were gonna just to sleep totally yep 
and and like if I pull up to a spot and I don't feel safe or I don't feel yeah. like the van can make it down there yeah I have to like quick find something else out and it's like sometimes a Walmart I mean that's always my last resort is a Walmart yeah. or a Cracker Barrel or a um what's the sporting store oh Cabela's okay like places where it's just like fine like you yeah sleep. or a rest stop I've slept at a rest stop before like a handful of times which like it's it's well lit it seems kind of safe on the west coast there's like other people besides trucks sleeping there um I don't like it just because it's loud like trucks come in yeah all hours of the morning um but always like a safe a safe bet to be able to park there for the night so like as far as safety do you feel like um obviously like as being as females there's just like a whole nother level involved but do you feel like like in the beginning when you first did this like with the yellow van did you feel at all like were you ever like scared or did that just like that fear kind of get over time or were you always just pretty confident Um, never confident uh I like to tell the story about when I was living downtown Lexington. Um, it was, I mean, I lived there like for four years, 2015 to, I don't know, some, sometime before mm-hmm. the yellow van and during the yellow van. Um, I wouldn't even walk in the parking garage at night. And I know that there's like, wow. okay, fine, like be alert or something, but like, yeah, yeah I, like literally wouldn't leave. I was just like petrified with fear. And that is just sort of like the essence of my being. You know, I'm like worst case scenario, like scaredy cat. Mm -hmm. Um, this has definitely broken that for me. And I think a big part of why I wanted to do the yellow van first is just to know that I could, like, I did get scared in the yellow van, um, twice. One was a man and one was a bear, but that was it. Otherwise I felt pretty safe, whether it was like, I was super comfortable. Yeah. It's kind of a different story, but I never really felt unsafe or scared, I guess, except for those two scenarios. Um, and it's just kind of gotten better over time. And then I find myself like when I'm home for the holidays and then have to go back out in the van. After. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, it takes like a couple of days you yeah. know, to get used to that again and the different sounds and the different feelings and stuff. Definitely a different vibe, but safer than a tent. <laughs> yeah. So as far as like, do you keep like any like mace or anything like with you? Um, I have a really big knife. that's about it um I do have mace okay oh I have bear spray I actually when I was in Alaska I kept the bear spray by my bed um because that is like mace times a thousand yeah oh if there happens to be a grizzly bear around yeah um but that's mainly what I use and then I I have this like great big hypersonic alarm thing that you pull it like a grenade and the horrible alarm goes off I don't know what it's supposed to do, but I have that. <laughs> I don't know why. People told me to get it, so I did. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say that, I guess, like, as far as, like, that, like, fear and stuff does, I know, like, does your family or, like, your parents or your siblings, do they ever, like, ask you, um, was that ever, like, a concern for them? Because I know, like, if I ever um, considered something like this, that would be probably, like, not even just fan life, just any travel in general. I know, like, yeah, safety as a woman would probably be the biggest concern. Yeah. So, I think, yes, I do think they worry about me, especially my mom. Um, 
I share my location with my family and my friends on my phone. So that's something that's like important. And then yeah. my mom got me um, the Garmin InReach, which is basically uh, like I can text through satellite. Oh, okay. So I don't have to have service, okay. which is really helpful in actually in a lot of places. There's not service. Um, and then I, I like keep them informed of my plans. Yeah. Always. Like I would, yeah. I would never lie or um, not tell them that I'm going somewhere. Mm-hmm. If I'm like, you know, a big travel day or, or a big hike, solo hike. Um, I think it's just so irresponsible. Like when people yeah. do things and don't tell somebody, like you don't have to tell everybody, but please tell one person like, yes. where you are at all, yeah. at all times. Like that's, it's just like common sense, whether you live in a van or a house or on yeah. the street, but. um, That's actually really good advice. Like forgot. as far as like telling them, especially if you go on a hike or something like that, where you may not have good reception or something. I think that's like, mm-hmm. Because as long as they know at least approximate location you are at, they most likely, if something, if they didn't hear from you or something, they could always like get in touch with people quickly at that location. So Totally. And I remember, you probably remember this, but I went on that horrible date in Anchorage and the guy was like asking me all these weird questions. Like, you still text your mom? And like, like, what do you mean? Like, your mom knows where you are. And then, and then he was like, do you have your location shared on your phone? I was like, yes. Like, stop asking me these creepy questions. Yeah, like, that's a red flag for him. Yeah. And like, everybody knows I'm on this date. So get away. <laughs> Ooh. That, oh, that was another night. I almost mentioned it earlier when you said, um, have you ever driven farther away, like, to sleep? And that's an example where I was going to drive, like, two minutes away um, to sleep at the Cabela's. And I actually drove to a different town. I drove, like, an hour and 15 minutes to the, the Walmart up there. Because I didn't want him to like creep on me. Yeah. In my van. Well, I feel like honestly, I feel like people who do van life, I think, I think in general you have pretty good instincts. So I think that like helps yeah. out a lot because as totally. long as you trust your gut, even if it's like harder, like even if you're tired or something, to like go farther away or find a safer spot, I think like that makes a huge difference, both for like your comfort totally. once you get there. Because like, I don't even think it would be beneficial if you stayed in a place where you thought that like it was shady or something, you're probably not going to sleep all night. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk. So I wrote this down, but I wasn't sure. Was last year your first official year of van life with this van? Yep. It was okay. August. August is like my, my one year. Okay. So I guess um, if you want to talk about like, we kind of talked about, you know, some like things that you experienced, but do you have like any like high highs and like low lows that like you want to talk about? Um, Kind of like just generally, I mean, the highs are obviously going to be like seeing the most beautiful places ever. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, that's why I did it. I didn't do it to save money and I didn't do it to be an influencer. I did it because I love traveling. Um, so, I mean, it's obviously for me, I feel like a a major high would be kind of learning that. Mm -hmm. Like I'm super proud of myself, you know, for sticking to it. And I I had like a rocky start in the beginning because of a whole big giant multitude of reasons. Um, and I just got back out there and I was like, you know what, like, this is the life I want. And I, I take these videos and you know how I post like six months late. Um, yeah. I'm like, just kind of going through like my Alaska videos and I'm like crying happy tears. And, and I'm just like, so stoked for myself to be doing it and to be like 
like getting that feeling like that feeling is just kind of indescribable like yeah of joy you know just like I'm so happy um and then that's coupled with the lows which are horrible and I guess I guess I'll say like I really really love alone time I love being alone I love Mm -hmm. traveling by myself and just like kind of getting to be with myself and like my thoughts my feelings and all that I hate being lonely and those are two like incredibly different feelings and different things like you know one is like purely physical and one is mental and yeah there's a lot of loneliness in van life and sometimes it's fine sometimes you're like this is just the life I chose this you know today I'm bored you know I'm bored and lonely but tomorrow I'm going to go on this cool hike you know but some days I mean it takes days to get out of it it's it's hard to meet people when you're constantly traveling both friends and relationships and yeah can just feel like super discouraging in that way um you feel you know really far away from your friends like really far Mm -hmm. you can't just like call them up and knock on their door and sit on their couch and so that's definitely like the low probably the only low that I will I could find is the loneliness so trying to like find ways to kind of combat that and and I mean I feel like feeling lonely is part of the journey and you just kind of have to sit in that but sometimes I don't feel like it (laughs) if it hits on the wrong day I'm not it, and it's it's bad yeah I mean and like loneliness can like I mean there's even people who like you know aren't living the van life who feel those same kind of feelings so um, but I do think it's hard, especially cause like you are a social person and have like a pretty mm-hmm. good group of friends in like Lexington where you are and like other places that you've lived for a longer period of time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely understand like how that can be hard, um, traveling, but I guess like, what are some ways, like, do you feel like in a way it's made yourself like more outgoing because like you're more likely to like strike up a conversation with a stranger or something like since doing this fan life? Mm-hmm, I think so. I, I still kind of struggle with that because I am like so shy, like yeah. painfully shy. And I've, I've obviously gotten better like as I've gotten older, but it does, it makes me at least like go out in public. Like, mm-hmm. like kind of like what I was saying earlier, if I was home on a couch, I would just stay home on the couch. You know, like yeah. I would never in Lexington, like go out to the bar but in in other places I do that because I want to like be involved and if there's something going on in the community or like I don't have any examples (laughs) what a movie I want to watch I don't know then I'll go out like I'll like actually like look for stuff like that that brings people together not really like a sports league because that's not really my thing but you know like yeah kind of anything but it's hard like knowing that I'm gonna leave so Mm -hmm. this just goes back to you know trying to stay in one place yeah. a little bit longer this year and see kind of what that does for me yeah um yeah which I mean you're the one who taught me how to like I think I mean I've seen other friends do it as well but I've seen you like even before you did van life whenever you traveled mm-hmm. like you would always go to restaurants and like bars and stuff by yourself and like seeing mm-hmm. that made me do it and honestly I love doing it now like I think it's so like in a way like I feel like you feel empowered sitting there by yourself you're like wow Mm -hmm. I took myself out to this nice dinner and like I try to stay off my phone when I do that I don't know 
if you like what you normally do because but it can be awkward because like you're just like sitting there by yourself (laughs) yeah Um, I definitely try to stay off my phone but I'm not successful all the time sometimes it's like the only time I have service yeah I'm in a weird place you know that's true but yeah I do try to stay off of it so that maybe if somebody wants to talk to me (laughs) I'm available so you did say like your highs were seeing all these amazing places so if you could narrow it down to three places um and if you have more that's fine but I guess like three places that you visited that you totally fell in love with and if you want to give like a small like recap of why you really love that place okay um I'm gonna go in order actually maybe I'll have four I don't know um (laughs) so I think okay this is actually gonna be way harder than I thought so Zion is one of my favorite places on earth and I can't all of all of my reasons are very personal like not that I won't share them but that like you might not get the same reaction if you go um Mm -hmm. but they all kind of have to do with like where I was at in my life currently how the place made me feel like yeah kind of like a deeply almost like spiritual level of like connecting with the place um Mm -hmm. the first one Zion National Park it's amazing and beautiful it's green and it's red you get like the best of both worlds with the trees and the rock and and everything and it's just like very peaceful yeah (laughs) it's like really silly to say but it's just like it's just vast and amazing and you can take the bus in which means like just I don't know uh one time me and Christy and Ben met there when I was in the yellow van this isn't my van but it's yellow van um and it was so fun to be able to leave the van and like pretend like I'm going on a trip like yeah like pretend I have like a little house to come back to rather than I have to drive the van everywhere um, so I love that about Zion that it has that the shuttle system random and the hikes are great and it's just a cool place <laughs> um, and then um, obviously Jackson huge mm-hmm. um, I formed my bond with Jackson when I was in the yellow van and that one I was in a hard place because it, it was towards the end of my trip and it was four weeks my first experience you know not traveling solo I traveled a lot by myself since I was like 25 since like yeah. I don't remember when I turned 25 2015 I don't know um so I'm not I wasn't like be weird and lonely but I got to Jackson and I was just like really really lonely and then I like saw the Tetons and it was just like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen with my own two eyes and I remember just like sitting this is gonna make me sound like a crazy person but just sitting on the sidewalk like by the yellow van and staring at the Tetons just like crying (laughs) and I was I was also crying because it was um it was like my last spot before I had to drive the van back. And it was just yeah. like a really, really hard moment of like, what do I do next? Like, how is this even possible for me? How can I do this again? Yeah. What, you know, what are my next steps? What's, what's my life going to look like? I don't want to go back to work. Let's be real. That's all it was, it was really about. Um, so I love Jackson. I mean, I, if I was a millionaire, I would quit van life and I would buy a house in Jackson, but I'll never be able to do that. Um, <laughs> honorable mention on the list I'm gonna have to say Banff um Alberta because it's just beautiful yeah Um, I was in a weird place when I was there because I had just left Alaska and that broke my heart Mm -hmm. Um, so I didn't I don't think I enjoyed it as much as I probably should have but it is very beautiful and and it was on very high on my bucket list for a long long time and and like it should have been I would encourage everybody to go it's incredible like the colors of the lakes Oh my gosh. My I whole life go. I thought those were photoshopped and they're just like Gatorade. Ah, we we should go. That's a bougie place. 
You I know, but like, it's like bougie, bougie. And I'm like, dang, it's, it's not even bougie. like, it's not even about getting there. Cause it's like, I mean, the flights and stuff are fine, but then like you have to get mm-hmm. all this transportation to drive cause the airport's so far. And then mm-hmm. staying there, like I would have to do it up bougie, like, like have a full oh, yeah. spa weekend. Like stay um, at the dang lodge. Yes. But oh gosh, it does, so nice. you know me, I'm not a hiker. But I I don't know why. I think it was like a really popular spot this past year because I saw a lot of people like I have never really heard about it before, but I just saw a ton mm-hmm. of it on my feed. And I was like, this is like not even real. Like it looks insane. Mm-hmm. Um, It's also like super crowded also for that reason. So just, um, just be ready. Okay. I feel like that would be one reason why I would never go back because it's just like hard to get like a parking spot. Like it's like uh, crazy, but it's beautiful, like wildly beautiful. And the hikes yeah. are just amazing. Well, that seems like a good place. Like if there is a ton of people to just go for like a vacation type of place. Totally. Um, um, okay. Oh, number one, obviously more? Alaska. Just have to say it. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, I was going to say, <laughs> like, <laughs> where's Alaska? I knew that you, um, you really love Alaska. I forgot I was still making my list. Yeah. <laughs> but that, I mean, I don't need to say any words about it. Just everybody know. I need to go there. Um, I guess as far as, like, Alaska goes, though, like, what, like, what really about it that, like, was it just, like, kind of a mixture of a lot of things? Like, was the hiking really beautiful? Or was it just, like, everything, like, just the lifestyle? Everything. Everything. Like, gosh, I don't know. It's so beautiful. And it's so, like, rugged and Mm. vast. Like, there's, there's like, four main roads, and they're all called, like, Alaska 1, 2, 3, and 4. And it's, like, you don't have any other options. You just have to take Alaska 1, and and you get to where you're going. Like, I don't know. It's everything is beautiful you can drive for 18 hours and never be bored there's never like places that look like farmland <laughs> you know like there's yeah. nothing boring um the weather is amazing the daylight was obviously amazing and weird um the people everybody was great like everybody it's just I don't know I just feel like you kind of have to be a certain type of person to want to live there and even want to visit so mm-hmm. everybody I met had wildly different backgrounds and I could talk to anybody forever (laughs) and just be like what even the people that moved there I'm like why'd you move here like like what's going on like all these people have these weird um visions of Alaska I feel like and it's either like bush people or like convicts like running away and that's not what it is it's people that like love nature love the outdoors have, have very many hobbies um it's just really cool and beautiful I mean so beautiful that's awesome I really I don't know I saw all your flights that you sent me and I really want to make it work because I do really want to come to Alaska I specifically want to come during whale watching season because I would really want to see a whale um me too which I think is like during the time that you did send me I never really understand like the whale season properly but um (laughs) it's like confusing I think it's like shoulder season I feel like like not not total summer but I feel like what September or something yeah I don't know um 
So kind of like getting towards some of our end of our questions. Um, I do want to ask a little bit about like, so I do feel like some people think that van life is a good alternative as far as like, cause like, I mean, obviously now like inflation is super high and like the housing market is crazy. Even apartments like rent is pretty expensive, but I guess like, do you really feel like you've lived in an apartment before and done all that, but you did get a really good steal in your apartment, but um, I did. <laughs> in general, like, do you feel like as far as like saving money? Cause like you have a decent job. So like you have a pretty good job and earn like a good amount of money, but like, do you feel like, I mean, you're saving a lot, like as far as the finances of the van, like how does that work? So I'm not personally saving money. Um, if you remember the gas prices of last summer, that's when I decided yes. for some reason to drive to Alaska. Um, and I do a lot of traveling, like I said, like kind of just a lot, like mm-hmm. not every day, but I, I move, I go distances. So I spend a lot of money on gas. Um, I don't spend as much as you would on diesel, but gas is still pretty high. Yeah. So no, um, if I were to stay in one place, absolutely. Like the only money that I have to pay is gas. So, I mean, if I like the six weeks or eight weeks I was in Homer, all I was doing was buying groceries so or eating out. But yeah. I also take all the money that I save and spend it on traveling to other countries. So <laughs> I personally am not saving any money. I'm supposed to be, um, but it's hard. And yeah, I think if, if, if your goal is to start van life to save money, it is absolutely 100% possible because okay. you don't have any expenses yeah. as long as you don't get a loan out. You know? But yeah. I just choose to. Also live your life, so there's that. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, and then I guess, like, as far as, like, what does your future look like as far as van life or settling down in the state? I know you've kind of, like, talked about this before, but what do you see, like, the next, like, I would say future, like, the next five years? Like, what is, do you think that looks like for you? So I definitely plan to drive Peter until that's my to drive the van. <laughs> his name is Peter. Um, until his wheels fall off, like no doubt. Um, okay. And whether that means it's gonna turn into kind of like a more seasonal thing if I buy land. I mean, my mm-hmm. goal is to definitely buy land, have some sort of investment property. I don't know what that means, but that's what I'm looking at it as. Um, just have something that I own, you know, that, yeah. that I'm paying on and and whatever. Um, I want to eventually, before I die, build like a house or a cabin on that land, um, mm-hmm. whether there's in Alaska or I also love Idaho. Um, but in the next five years, I mean, I don't know. I, I struggle with this question because I don't really have anything set in stone. Like, yeah, there's nothing that could happen that could kind of that wouldn't throw me off course. If that makes sense, yeah, like that makes sense. If my life were to continue as it is forever right now, then my plan is, yeah, drive the van, live van life, buy some land, try to build a cabin, um, and kind of that's that. But if I meet somebody, (laughs) (laughs) a subtle plug for my relationship life, um, yeah, I want to be married. Like, that's that's the goal of mine, separate from living in a van, but I, I, I don't want to get married for the purpose of settling down and buying a house. Um, mm-hmm. I just want a partner in life. I want a partner to do the things that I love and I want a partner to show me things that he loves. Um, so all that being said, you know, my plan is this, but if 
if that if I meet somebody and that happens to change, you know, that's that is also a separate goal of mine. So I can't really say, you know, yeah. like it's not, I'm not going to be like, oh, you don't want to move to Alaska? Then like, I'm not interested in marrying you. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. So it's kind of like yeah. go with the flow. But like right now, the plan yeah. is to kind of stay with van life for the foreseeable future. Totally. Okay. Well, the last question before we do like rapid fires is what is the biggest piece of advice you would give to someone who is considering van life? I think just like, don't get discouraged. Like it took me so long to find my van, you know, while I was saving money. Um, I know that the opportunity for the actual build fell into my lap. So I can't really speak to that a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do know that I, I got discouraged a lot and I was like, maybe it's not for me. I don't know. Just because yeah. it took a long time, you know? So just kind of like outline your goals. Like, what do you need to make it happen? And what can you do like every single day to kind of work towards that end goal? Like, don't get overwhelmed yeah. by the process. Um, there's YouTube videos for everything. If, if you just one day you learn how to screw a screw into a piece of wood, that's good. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you're getting closer to that dream. So yeah, just kind of stick to it and I feel like a lot of people on Instagram kind of sell this lie of like, oh, just believe in yourself and it'll happen. And I'm like, yeah. no, it's it's hard. I mean, yeah. it's definitely super hard and it takes it takes time and effort. So just kind of stick into it. Yeah, I will say, which I will like let you plug your socials at the end, but I will say like <laughs> there are so many, like there are some fan life accounts that are so aesthetic and perfect. I'm like, it's actually like they're living a better life than someone who like, I don't know, lives in like some penthouse in like a big city. Right. But like, right. there's like, I will say like you show all the beautiful places, but you're also like really raw and real about like how some days are like really bad and some days suck and yeah. unexpected things happen. Um, and it is go with the yeah, flow. I just, like, like There's a lot to it. Yeah, I like people to know that it's not perfect. Like whenever anybody asks me, like a stranger, if they find out I live in the van, they're like, oh my gosh, how is that? And I'm like, it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard. Like yeah. it's worth it to me because I love like the in, the whatever you get out of it. But mm-hmm. it's not like easy, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. I'd pee in a bucket. I mean, not really. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I do think like, I mean, nowadays with social media, it's really hard because everything is like so glamorized on it. And so like, I mean, everything like work from home is glamorized, working in the office is Mm -hmm. like, it's just, everything is glamorized. So like, it's hard to see the real thing. So, um, I do like that you show us, like, I mean, some of the hard days, even though it freaks me out sometimes when you're like, I don't know, all your tires go out or random stuff. I'm like, oh my God, is she okay? Um, the fire the smoke yes Um, but I'm glad you share that because I think that makes it like really real and like people who are considering doing this understand that there's going to be like good and bad days just like everything else yeah okay so I have a couple rapid fires I just have like a couple of them so I'm just basically going to get it's like this or that so you got to choose okay um and you can give your reasoning why you choose one over the other so the first one is and these are like for the rest so for example this first one is wine or beer so you're like choosing this for the rest of your life so it's not just at that moment so first one wine or beer which one are you choosing beer oh okay why (laughs) um more variety 
I mean, yeah. I know that, okay, the wine snobs are going to be like, you're lying. And I, just, I love wine, but I like, um, like breweries are one of my favorite places yes. to visit when I go places because I think they're more available and it's more of the cool thing. Yeah, I, I knew you were going to say beer. Mm-hmm. Um, West Coast or East Coast? West? What kind uh, of question is that? Say, I knew you'd say West. Okay. Iced coffee. Hot. It's comforting. Okay, hot. Okay. Um, staying in or like going out and like going out means like staying in, you're like, like say girl side in or girl side out. Mm, that's hard. It depends on the group. Um, and, and where we are, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't want to say going out. I want to go out. out. Okay. Well, that was the last one. So I love doing rapid fires because I just think they're interesting. Um, I'm actually surprised you picked hot coffee instead of ice. I feel like you always drink ice, though. I love ice, especially like on a summer day. But I feel like in the morning, like when I first wake up or something, it's always like I can't wait to have my cup of coffee. Yeah, that's true. I could never drink iced coffee in the winter. Almost never. Oh, really? Okay. I'm the opposite. I drink Mm -hmm. iced coffee year round, but. So um so if you want to plug your social so you I know you have your personal account and then your van life account yeah so um van life is totes van life <laughs> so it's like totally you know um and then so, um, van life <laughs> and okay my friends made me a twitter when I was in college and they picked um totes rage as the handle I have no idea why we never said totes I never said totes um so Toad's fan life just naturally followed. So sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, everyone, you should follow her. I will have a bunch of slides that I'm going to put up with pictures um, that Rachel sent me. And I will definitely tag her. But if you have any questions about van life, I don't really know if any of the people who listen to my podcast would actually <laughs> decide to go on van life. But I do not do know that a lot of people like are curious about it. I think so many people are these days, just like what is about. Um, so I'm sure, like, if you ever had questions that you would be willing to answer, um, then. Totally. But you should definitely follow her van life account because she posts amazing pictures, and that's never where she's actually at. So if you want to meet up with her, that's not where she's at. <laughs> she posts pictures. My stories are usually. Advance. <laughs> my stories are usually pretty recent so if you okay. see that I'm in a place in my story that's where I'm at but yeah my post no good luck okay <laughs> good luck following along okay well thanks so much Rachel for coming on my podcast and I can't wait to listen Yay! to this back and I can't wait for others to listen um any final Thank words you, you have to say um no this is so fun we have been trying to do this episode for like months and months and I'm just so excited that we finally got to do it.